This is the host of Nolding Back, Chris and Yellow. As you guys know, the Stanley Cup Finals is finally here. And that means the season is coming to a closure. But in October, we have the NHL Draft coming up and the NHL Free Agency. So today, I want to take the time and talk about the potential UFAs and where they might land this season. So, I'm going to start off by talking about who will re-sign with their respective teams, starting off with the Vancouver Canucks re-signing their winger, Tyler Toffoli, and their number one goalie, Jakob Markstrom, and here's why. Tyler Toffoli has been a fantastic addition to the Vancouver Canucks. He really helped them out towards his tenure with them towards the end of the season and as well in the playoffs, even though he was injured and didn't play that much, he was still able to contribute. You know, there's been a lot of talk that Brock Besser might get moved for a guy like Matt Dumbo on defense, which I would think is a horrible mistake, and they should keep their top six guys and, you know, additionally add guys at depth on the third and fourth line. So moving on to Markstrom, Markstrom is the number one goalie. He deserves to sign with the Vancouver Canucks. I don't see Demko replacing him as a number one goalie right away. He showed glimpses of potentially becoming a number one goalie during the playoffs when Markstrom was suffering, but that's just not enough to decide that he's the number one goalie. Teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins, for example, made the same mistake when they chose Matt Murray over Marc-Andre Fleury, and they paid a big price for that, and Matt Murray's name is on the trade block and potentially going to be moved this season. So, Markstrom is their guy. He should sign a three-year deal at $5 million per season. So it's not too long-term, but it gives Demko a chance to develop into a number one goalie. And Tyler Toffoli is probably going to sign a three- to four-year deal at $4.5 to $5 million per season. Now, moving on to the Las Vegas Golden Knights, they're going to name Robin Leonard their new number one goalie and resign him to a five-year, $5.5 million contract. Marc-Andre Fleury is on his way out as we speak. Either, he's, he's either going to be bought out or he's going to be traded. A lot of teams are interested in his services. And Robin Leonard is younger. Yes, he hasn't won as much as Fleury has won in his career. But when it comes to the term and the money, it makes more sense to have Leonard as the goalie and part ways with Marc-Andre Fleury. So now moving on to the Montreal Canadiens, you have Eli Kovalchuk potentially going to return with the Montreal Canadiens. He's going to play a third-line role at the left wing. He was able to put up a lot of good points with the Montreal Canadiens and really help them score more goals, which they lack. And being a third-line player is really going to help them. I see him signing a one-year deal at $1.5 to $2 million. Yes, he might be offered more money with other teams but i think the fit wouldn't make sense and his minutes would be reduced and i don't i think he wants to play a bigger role and the canadian the canadians are going to offer him that and moving on to taylor hall signing with the montreal canadians he's an elite player which the montreal canadians have been lacking for so many years he will be on the first line playing wing to uh, either Suzuki or Kokonemi at center, and most likely Brandon Gallagher at the right wing. And, you know, one day we're going to see, hopefully, Cole Caulfield playing at that position on the top wing. And we're going to see Taylor Hall signing a five-year deal at $8 million per season. 
you know, Montreal Canadiens have a lot of cap space, especially if they move on from Domi and Dano. That's even more money uh, to spend. So they have the cap space. Hall is probably going to be interested with Montreal Canadiens because of the improvements they were able to make this offseason by getting Edmondson on defense, solidifying their defensive core and getting a fringe number one goalie in jake allen to help up price and reduce the amount of games that he's going to play this season so the canadians are more serious and there's a lot more to come i think taylor hall is going to be very attracted to this team and will be a big big piece for this upcoming season and the seasons to come so now the big surprise here is alex petrangelo going to new york rangers because they have guys like d'angelo playing the right defensive pairing right now and d'angelo is a restricted free agent which i could see being traded for a second line centerman which they have been rumored to be interested in and they don't mind parting ways for d'angelo if they are able to acquire that and you know the first line is already established with zabinajad panarin and potentially alexi lafreniere being drafted by them and the defensive core with adam fox coming up in the rankings and potentially signing a guy like Petrangelo brings leadership, a lot of minutes, and a two-way ability on defense, defensively and offensively, which is going to be perfect. They're going to have enough money to sign him and sign guys like Ryan Strom, who has been a big addition to the New York Rangers the last two seasons. And you have guys like Mark Stahl and Smith on defense playing the left uh, defensive position, who have one-year deals left. So they could potentially be flipped as well. And that would gain more money for them to sign players like Petrangelo. So there's a lot of situations where the New York Rangers could potentially come on top and win the sweepstakes for Petrangelo. And it's going to be harder for teams like the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Las Vegas Golden Knights to clear that much cap space. So the New York Rangers are an up-and-coming team. They're going to have the money if they do all those moves and they're going to be a very scary team being able to compete against teams like the Tampa Bay Lightning and Boston Bruins. Now moving on to the Detroit Red Wings where we have Tory Krug going back to his hometown and signing a long-term deal of seven years and seven million dollars. So you have the term and the money so that's going to be a fantastic fit for both sides. You have Steve Yarzman, who's a very good GM, and he's going to persuade Krug to come back to Detroit. And I don't think he has a problem coming back to a team that is in the process of rebuilding. They have so many good pieces like Zadina and Manta and Bertuzzi on the team right now. And they have a surplus of prospects and picks as well. So this team is in good hands in the upcoming seasons. And Tory Crews is going to be happy what he gets as a contract, especially going back home. Now, moving on to the Ottawa Senators, where you have Alex Yachenyuk potentially being a left winger or a center. He was drafted as a center by the Montreal Canadiens. And Corey Crawford being their new number one goalie. I would see Yachenyuk possibly signing a contract of one season, $2.5 million. It's going to be an experiment, what they did with Anthony Duclair last season, signing to a one-year deal, and he so happened to explode. So that was a great fit for both sides, and I think they're going to try the same experiment with Gachinyak. You have so many good prospects coming up, already fantastic players on the team that are so young and have so many more years and so much potential to offer. So 
this team's going to be a very good team in the upcoming years. So it could really help up Kachenyak. You know, they're not, he's not that old either. And he has a lot of potential. So pairing him up with those younger guys could really help benefit both ends of the spectrum. So I think Kachenyak's going to get his last chance with the Ottawa Senators. And it's really going to help out his career. So now moving on to Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford is up there in age, but I don't see him coming back to the Chicago Blackhawks. I seen him signing a two-year, $3.5 million, becoming the number one goalie of the Ottawa Senators. Yes, they're not a team that's going to win a Stanley Cup anytime soon, but a team like Ottawa is desperate for a new number one goalie with Craig Anderson being way too old, and I don't see him coming back next season. And it's going to give the Ottawa Senators more of a competitive drive, and they're going to be more of a competitive team compared to the last three seasons. So that's really going to help them out. Now, moving on to the San Jose Sharks, we have Antin Kodobin, the big unsung hero of the Dallas Stars this season. He has helped the team to go to the Stanley Cup Finals after Ben Bishop was injured. They had a rough start in the beginning, but they really propelled themselves to be a top contender. And now they're winning the series. And if he could walk away with a Stanley Cup, that's really going to help his case as a UFA. And he could ask for a short-term deal, but for a lot of money. So he has been fantastic the last couple of years as backups on different teams. So I see him going to the San Jose Sharks for a two-year, $3.5 million contract. He's going to replace Martin Jones as a new number one goalie. He didn't really pan out there. Aaron Dell is a UFA, so I don't see him coming back either. Kadobin is a very underrated goalie, and he has proven his worth as the new number one goalie of the San Jose Sharks. Now, moving on to the Toronto Maple Leafs, ever since losing Nazem Kadri as a third-line center in the trade for Tyson Barry, it really showed this play and round because they didn't even make the playoffs that they needed help on the third and fourth line. So George Thornton coming in and signing a one-year deal at potentially $3 million is really going to help them. He brings aggressiveness. He still has some playmaking ability. He could still be on the score sheet. He's not the player that he once was, but he is fantastic at what he's able to do. And what he's going to be able to contribute for the Toronto Maple Leafs is leadership, aggressiveness, and, you know, help the depth finally be stabilized. Now, moving on to the New York Islanders, I see Zdeno Chara going back to the New York Islanders because Lou Morello loves his veterans and acquiring Chara's services is fantastic. He's a leader. He's still able to play at past 40 years old. And I don't really see him going back to the Boston Bruins, which is really, you know, not the case in, in the situation anymore. I think Chara, uh, Chara is ready to move on. I think Boston's ready to move on. They want to be a little bit younger. And Chara is going to sign a one-year deal at potentially $2 million. They have to re-sign uh, Barzell. And I see a lot of players leaving as uh, UFAs like Andy Green on defense. So I could see Chara replacing him on defense at the third pairing or potentially even the second pairing. But I think it's going to be a great fit for both sides. Now moving on to the Edmonton Oilers. And they're going to sign Eric Hollas, who is a left winger, and Sami Vatanen at a right position on defense. Eric Halla could potentially be the first or second line. I know it's a little bit of an understatement there, or an overstatement in this case, because Eric Halla is more known as a third line player, but they're going to be desperate 
to sign someone who could play with either McDavid or Dreisaitl because they really haven't got the second uh, line scoring ability there. They have McDavid and Dreisaitl who are franchise players, but you know, Anatasio is not going to cut it or Tyler Ennis on the wing. They have Ryan Nugent Hawkins, but he could potentially be moved as well for maybe a defenseman. So Edmonton is going to sign him to a four-year, $4 million contract. It might be a little bit steep, but they're desperate and they can make a lot more cap space if they buy out James Neal. And moving on to Sami Vatanen, they're weak on defense. They only have one pairing, which is Bear and Darnell Nurse on the first pairing. The second and third pairing are very weak. Yes, they have prospects coming up that could potentially play in those roles at the second or third line pairings, but Vatanen will be able to establish himself on the second pairing, coming in at two years, three point five million dollars they need a top four defenseman he's able to contribute that he's only 29 years old yes he's had problems with injury but he's still able to play and they're desperate for a defenseman they're not gonna go up and sign the you know highest paid defenseman out there on the market but they're gonna sign someone relatively cheap and get someone of quality as well so now moving on to the winnipeg jets mikhail granland they are desperate for a second line center with Blake Wheeler, you know, playing center a couple of times, but he's more comfortable at the wing as we've seen this season. Um, Granlund, you know, didn't really work out. Nashville looked really lost there. He hasn't played that good since he left the Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota Wild, he was able to put up 40 to 50 points per season played very well there so him going to the winnipeg jets potentially playing with guys like wheeler on the second line is gonna be a fantastic fit for him it's gonna help him and save his career and i see him signing a three-year 4.5 million dollar contract and the top six gonna be more established and gramlin still has what it takes to contribute offensively and on the pk as well so i think it's really going to be a good fit especially for the players that are still on the Winnipeg Jets. Now moving on to the Colorado Avalanche, I know a lot of people are assuming that Taylor Hall is gonna sign with them at a one-year, $8 million contract. I don't think that's the case. I think he would want a lot more years and that's why he would go to the Montreal Canadiens. So Mike Hoffman would come to the Colorado Avalanche at a shorter term, I would say two to three years, at potentially 5.5 to $6 million. He is an elite sniper. Yes, there's been problems uh, surrounding him and his uh, wife in Ottawa and you know getting traded to San Jose, then getting flipped to the Florida Panthers where he did very, very well there. And he's gonna be able to play on the second line with either Ratanen, McKinnon, Langdeskog, whatever the, they want to, you know, form the lines on the first and second lines. So I think it's going to be a fantastic fit there. He's an elite sniper, like I said. He's going to have a lot of good qualities, a lot of good chances. He has a franchise player like Ratanen and McKinnon that's going to feed him the puck, and it's going to be fantastic for him. You're going to see a surplus of points, and you can see Colorado scoring more goals this season. Now, talking about the Boston Bruins and Brendan Dillon, he's a left-handed defenseman. They're going to lose Krug this year, and they're going to lose Chara. So I see Dillon being the replacement of Zidino Chara, who is younger. He's going to sign a three-year, 
3.5 million dollar contract which is a good fit for both teams he's not that old and he's he has that robust ability and that shutdown type of player that they would love to have on that team as you guys know the boston bruins are very aggressive and having a guy like dylan on defense is really gonna help them solidify their defensive core now moving on to the buffalo sabers they're gonna make a big splash by getting two of the top 10 players in the free agency this season with evgeny dandanov at right at the right wing he is a fantastic playmaking player has a fantastic IQ ever since leaving the KHL coming to the NHL and signing with the Florida Panthers has been a great fit but I see him moving on from the Florida Panthers and coming to play with the Buffalo Sabres where he will be playing on the same line as Jeff Skinner and Eric Stahl and solidifying himself in the top six role with the Buffalo Sabres. I see him signing a three to four year deal at five or 5.5 million dollars and they have the cap space to spend and moving on to their goalie brendan holpe they're dying for a number one goalie they have allmark who has shown potential as potentially becoming a future number one goalie but brendan holpe is their guy i see him signing a five-year deal at 6.5 million dollars he has fell out of favor in washington he's not the number one goalie that he once was in the last two seasons he's really dropped off and then now they have samsonov as their number one goalie which is cheaper and younger so hopey going to buffalo is a fantastic fit i see buffalo being more competitive by adding these two guys and they're going to be a very scary uh, team this season now moving on to the los angeles kings you have travis hamannick and tyson berry being added at the right handed position on defense so you have drew dowdy already playing on the top pairing but you look at the second and third line pairing and it's very weak and yes they have prospects but they're not ready and i see los angeles wanting to be more competitive like the ottawa centers in detroit red wings this season they're in the process of rebuild but they also want to start getting more points and being able to be a little bit more competitive so i see travis hamannick signing a three-year 3.5 million dollar contract He's going to, you know, move up from the second to third line pairing. A lot of people might say it's overpriced for giving him that type of contract, but I think the Los Angeles Kings are very desperate for defense. And for TG Brody, he was a fantastic and elite defenseman on the Colorado Avalanche. He was able to put up a lot of points. And once he left and going to Toronto Maple Leafs, he didn't really play well under Mike Babcock and their new coach. So, you know, him being on the second line pairing, yes, it's not the ideal you know, situation for him, but you're not going to surpass Drew Doughty on the first pairing. And I see him more of an experiment for the Los Angeles Kings. He's in a, He wants the money, but a lot of teams are scared to offer him the money after his last season. And I see Los Angeles giving him a two-year, $6 million contract. So that's going to be a fantastic fit. And I think he's really going to help propel himself to be the defenseman he once was two years ago now moving on to the new jersey devils this is a team who is in the process of rebuild as well but they have so much money to spend and their defense is really weak compared to their their offense so tg brody is a left-handed defenseman i think he's fallen out of favor in the calgary flames they want to change their defensive core a little bit and i think tg brody's asking a little bit too much more money so him signing with the new jersey devils at a three-year 
five million dollar contract is gonna be fantastic and his partner will be pk suban pk suban is in desperate need of a partner and i think tg brody going there playing with mark giordano for so many years is really gonna help both players and their defense is gonna be way better off with these two guys playing on the top line pairing and it's gonna be a upwards um situation for them they're going to be a lot better this season a lot of people had high expectations for them last season but i think the expectations are going to be a lot more higher this season with you know the up-and-coming talent they have which is fantastic and with the amount of money they have so they have a lot more money to spend on players like tg brody now kevin shattenkirk going to the calgary flames is a fantastic fit because they want a guy that's more of a shutdown role something like you know, Mark Giordano, who is able to provide defensive and uh, defensive capabilities. Shattenkirk, I see him signing a three-year, $4 million contract. You know, he's really proven his worth with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't see him going back to Tampa Bay because he'd be asking for way too much money, and they have a lot of guys to sign there. I see him be on the first-line pairing which is going to be a fantastic fit with Mark Giordano. I don't think him moving on the left wing would be a problem, but I could also see him playing the second pairing as well. It really depends on where he feels comfortable playing, but I think he's proven his worth ever since uh, leaving the New York Rangers after having a horrible, horrible stint there. And I think he has a couple more years to prove himself worthy. Now, moving on to the Minnesota Wild, they have been treating a lot of centers over the last couple of years and most recently they've traded Eric Stahl for Marcus Johansson who is a left winger so they're in desperate need of a center they also lost Gatchenyuk which are not interested in resigning so signing in the Mestikov would be a good addition for them I see him signing a three-year deal at 3.5 million dollars I wouldn't necessarily consider him a plug-in just to say that they have an extra center, but I see him playing a you know, second-line role. He was able to play fantastic with uh, the Ottawa Senators after being dealt from the New York Rangers. Then he got traded to Colorado. He had his moments there, obviously, but I think he's still able to play at a, at a competitive level, and he's, he's going to be able to help Minnesota, which has you know, been lacking center depth, and he's going to be a good addition for them. And now moving on to the last guy, Wayne Simmons, going to the florida panthers he's going to be signing with them because you know they lost dandanov and they're losing mike hoffman potentially so a cheaper option would be wayne simmons at a two-year three million dollar contract you know it's a it's a low risk high reward situation he's not the player he once was but i see him potentially being tried out with either hooper and barkov on the top pairing and if it doesn't work out potentially slide him down to the second or third line pairing i don't see him playing the fourth line i think he's way better than that and they have a couple of good prospects coming up as well so i wouldn't really give up on him and you know signing a two-year deal at three million dollars is very safe for them so might as well just take the risk same thing with gachenyuk so I just wanted to say thank you so much, guys, for listening once again. If you guys are not 
uh, okay what I what I've said my predictions don't forget to put your predictions in the comment section below and if you want to check out anything hockey related go ahead I have a whole playlist of hockey videos and if you guys want to check out any videos of your liking I have so many different videos as well you guys could go check out but for the time being I just wanted to say thank you so much guys for listening once again don't forget to like this video and don't forget to subscribe if you are a new viewer thank you so much guys have a good one